0: Today on our show, we are counting down the very worst 10 films of 2023 with a shout out to everyone else who's now hit the stop button. Bag of ass. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, I Welcome to episode 456 of the Countdown Podcast with your two favourite assholes. My name's Wayne.
0: <laughs> and my name is Paul, apparently asshole number two. Welcome to the show. We count down movies, television and other, all kinds of stuff. Many shits. In order of awesome this so you don't have to. Today, the week three of our end of year run of shows. We love to do this every year. The mm. worst and best of television. Today, the worst of... Movies. Film. Films. And then next week, the best of films with returning guest, Jason from the Binge Movies Podcast... Jason, Jason, Jason. JJ. Yep, looking forward to having him on the show. But today, it's our public service announcement episode. <laughs> this is where we either tell you to steer clear of these films with every fibre of your being. Or
1: commiserate with you if you've already seen that's them. That's
0: right, or give you voice for the pain that you have felt. Now, there's <laughs> been this backlash this year. I would be remiss not to acknowledge it. Really? That some of the woke... PC, I don't know. People out there, the say it's tacky. Don't do it. It's not right. Usually, these are filmmakers. By the way, I wonder yeah. why.
1: Yeah, yeah. Look, if I was a podcaster and I had someone who was like the worst podcast of the year, I'd be like, man, why you want to spread hate? The difference <laughs>
0: between a podcast and a film is films are put out there to make money,
1: and they cost and money. and they cost
0: money for you to see. Right. We cost nothing. Exactly. So if and there's a reason why I don't have. The biggest, like, straight to streaming piece of shit films on my list. Me too, because they're too small to take aim at. I've got—I'll mention a couple at the end, which I found viscerally awful and terrible. As shall I. But they had a budget of almost nothing, so you know they're not going to make my list. Exactly. If that makes any sense.
1: This is almost a countdown of expectations versus reality. Sometimes. Sometimes. sometimes
0: disappointment's absolutely a factor in it. You
1: here. also sometimes thought it would be a piece of shit and it was. And it
0: was. And you knew that going in. And that's what happens in the latter parts of the previous year and, and in the first week of this year. I'm trying to watch films which I think, through the scuttlebutt, through the internet, through my podcasting pals out there, they've told me these are great or they're not good. As it turns out, only one film I watched in the last three weeks made it onto this list. Everything else comes from before that. Mm. Whereas... I have found so far at least two, and we are lining up to see a third one, which might make it. There's one that could uh, during the week. Oh,
1: okay, okay, all right.
0: From what I've heard, that might make the best of this. So this goes by Australian release date. Mm-hmm. It goes by uh, whether we've seen it, sort of, you know, even after 2024 yeah, 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 it started, but it's as long as release, it came out release. in that particular time. And in my case, as you, it seems like you're saying, has to have gone to cinemas, however short a length of time it might have been there for trying to think that's how I, I did mine. mine if you didn't it doesn't matter we didn't discuss that i think all of oh, mine no there's one mine. exception to that i've got one which was a big budget film which went straight to one of the streamers but it was a big budget film i want to emphasize that
1: yeah it's okay it's typically ones that you will have heard of or whatever
0: so if you are against these lists, i don't even know why you download this episode or why you're listening just don't worry about it move on we, it's okay but this is what we do we're not going to change them. mind we are reviewers we're not critics we're reviewers and we have fun doing this every week and so here is the worst of what we've seen. As well as next week We're going to celebrate the best And that's the yin and the yang Of what we do here And life. On the countdown Yeah Alright so that's the disclaimer aside We've got uh, an email this week Wayne oh. An old school email Which we're going to hit up In uh, the recount, who wants, a
1: recount? Who, 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 who? who wants a recount? Who? 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 Who wants a recount? Who? 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 Who wants a recount? Who? Who wants a recount? Recount
0: is our mailroom Paul what's up Well it's an email From Charles Morris And if you'll be so kind Wayne is to switch back to that screen Sorry cracker And make it big enough Oh you're on the wrong screen And yeah, yeah. here we are, we are. There okay. we go There's nothing like Being organised And that <laughs> Was nothing like Being organised Hey guys It's been a long year And I haven't messaged you guys Because of a lot of life changes But I wanted to say Two things Firstly Thank you for all the laughs Throughout this year as They've been a great help I've been pushing for with a new life and new opportunities. Oh. Secondly, I want to clarify something you said during the recent episode about movies that couldn't be made today. So this is probably three weeks ago I got to this because I didn't realise people still email us. I'm really glad that Charles has. Yeah. I'm living in Portugal, but I'm a black man from America. You are spot on with how the police department is seen in today's climate. But I wanted to express to you that defund the police is not as you two described it. Please. Defund the police does not mean remove the police force. It means remove the extra budget they have to have military equipment, tanks, and all the money they could use to Spend to use excessive force on the public. And he gave mm. us a link to an article. So, he just wanted to clarify there. Always that, good to hear when we fuck up completely mm. and I say so like. or imply something that uh, is incorrect. So, thank you, Charles, for taking the time there and for the kind words about the show. And I hope that Portugal is treating you well and this new venture in life is uh, heading in the right direction.
1: Thanks, man. And we're all pushing ahead with new crap and new stuff because that's life, right? So we're ha- we're happy and glad that we can just give you a little reprieve if you're ever thinking a lot. You know what I'm yep. saying?
0: For now, hour, hour 20 each week, that's what we see our role as doing. Most definitely. All right, that's it. Then, uh, again, we didn't do a vote this week, so straight into it from here, Wayne. I'm not going to put another music number up. You take us away this week. Traditionally...
1: C- could I just give you one, one correction from last week that I have to tell you? Oh, yeah, before someone else emails us? Yes. I told, <laughs> I told you last week that Brianna Petty uh, re- recommended the Beck Documentary yes. to me, it wasn't Brianna. It was Kia. Kia oh, Pro. sorry about thank that. You, Kia. Brianna comes back to me. She goes, "I haven't seen that." I'm like, "Okay." So oh then, wait, it was so Kia. So then Wayne
0: bothered to do some research. I know it's hard <laughs> to believe.
1: <laughs> I'm just saying, Kia. Thank you for the, uh, you know, the recommendation. Shout out to Kia then. What, what up, K? Not that
0: I'm retracting my shout out to Brianna. That's uh, that's nice.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. All right, Wayne, look, this
0: is traditionally my favorite episode of the year. <laughs> is it really? But. What a bastard. I have to say that next week I'm looking forward to it more because I'm really excited to talk about some of the films on my list next week. Today I felt a little bit sad about some
1: of them that are on this list today. Because you expected more? I get it. Wayne, for take example. us away.
0: What is your 10th worst film of 2023? Did you Do you know how many you saw? Sorry, oh. a bit of a frog in the throat. Did no you know? idea. No, I do. I know how many I saw okay, me. for the year. So I saw 200. I'm going to give you the
1: exact Stats here Pause the numbers guys In case anyone Has not figured that out For now This is the Coming
0: into the ninth Year of the show mm. As of March Something or other I've been at Wayne To log all his films On Letterbox The entire time mm. We've been doing this mm. Here we sit In year nine <laughs> Wayne's never done it This list is the easiest For me to make Of the year Because yeah. I just go Down the bottom Take out anything That's not from 2023 And there. Wayne Meanwhile scratches around Going holy shit Have I got these ten are,
1: These are all Excellent points And yes I'm uh, just one of those guys but uh,
0: 220 diary entries in 2023, so up from 2022. Uh, and then there's four extra films, which I'm not allowed to put on there yet for reasons that will become known over the next four to five months, but I can't talk about them now. So I saw 224 films in 2023. Of those, according to Letterboxd, 95 of them were from
1: 2023 release. I want to clap sarcastically, but it doesn't come across on a podcast. <laughs> so- <laughs> <laughs> Plus, uh, we had that so little... So bully for you, Paul. <laughs> we had that list that...
0: That thread in our Facebook community links in the show notes. Get involved in the discussion there. Join on up where people talk about how many films they'd seen. Mine it is a drop in the ocean compared to some people. I don't know. Some people uh, got specific like specific shout out to, to Matt Evans who'd seen something like 650 Jeez, or 700 films. Where do you find I that? think I can't remember off the top of my head. I have been doing him a disservice. It might have be been more than that.
1: There you go. Some people. Very impressive.
0: All right then, Wayne, take us away, then your number 10.
1: Cool. So my number 10 is a movie that is was released mere moments ago, ladies and gentlemen. Mm-hmm. But of course in 2023. It's called freelance. Oh, and heard yeah, of it. Not so Well, here it is. Right again. I was expecting not massive things, but I was expecting some things because we have John Cena. John Cena. Da, 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 da. Um, sure. And it's it's Trust me, it's a whole thing. And Alison Brie. No one else. It's about John Cena, who is a ex like special ops cracker, and then he gets like injured in the field, and he gets stuck in the dead end desk job. Although he is a lawyer, and then <sighs> okay. yeah. And then, sort in of his like spare time, in his spare time. No, he became a lawyer. Then, in a long sort of thing. Anyway, uh, he then gets hit up. By, oh no, sorry, Christian Slater is also in it. There you okay. go. And um, does he dodge any bullets? He does not dodge <sighs> any bullets, sadly. But he does. Oh, well, actually, he does a bit, but not in the drama. No wonder no you're on
0: number ten level then.
1: Well, yeah. So what <laughs> what happens is Christian Slater is like his ex army buddy or whatever, and he he starts this private security firm and says, "Hey, dude, I got this job that's in the this fake South American country, which is where we, you got injured." If you just take this reporter and make sure she, just be her bodyguard while she's there, it's a milk run. It's a really easy job. Just go. Of course oh no. it doesn't go that way. And then all sorts of like, you know, and sol- explosions. sold him
0: out or is he legitimately an okay guy? Well, I don't want to give it away, but. I'm never watching this. Okay, fine. No, no, okay, look, others might. Yeah. It's Because not- there is a perverse bunch of people out there who will now note down all, this, all the films we say, I'm going to fucking watch this and see how bad it really is. Yeah,
1: I understand. I understand. Well, here's what I'll tell you about this film. I expected nothing special, but still... Because if you look at the trailer, it looks really funny. There's a bit of flirtiness. You see John, Ke- John Cena kind of naked. You see Alison Brie a little bit naked. There's dick jokes. Explosions, shooting, things like Everything, that.
0: Everything Wayne would want except all of John Cena naked.
1: Yeah, exactly. I could have <laughs> used a little, a little trouser snake, yeah. but whatever. And, and, and Alison Brie, for that matter. Why not? Yeah. So, <laughs> I'm kidding, of course, <laughs> of course. And so I'm looking for an action comedy, right? Because mm-hmm. I love that shit, Paul. Okay, yeah, that's that's your jam. Why this game turns up on my list is that for all of the pseudo-promising versions of how it starts and whatever, you know, okay, I'll just set up here. One, Alison Brie is playing a a woman, right? Mm. So it makes me like rethink my "I find her cute" thing. Two, there are plot developments which I will not give away, but they are just the most ridiculous things. Like it just doesn't make sense. Like it's like, oh yeah, I'd hate this then. No, if it, if it's like, for example, like he gets he he, he calls he calls Christian Slater from from Guatemala or wherever he is, right? And he says, "Yo." Get me an extract. We've been attacked. He's like, cool. Helicopter comes and instead they try and kill him. And I'm like, so Christian Slater like, is a bad guy. No, Paul. Oh. Because he then doesn't call Christian Slater back for like three days. And when he does, it's completely doesn't make sense their conversation. And I'm like, what? That's just one of the plot contrivances, which is like... This is stupid. Even, I understand it's a comedy, but even a comedy should be more realistic and at least follow in, well, in narrative than this.
0: It's whatever the internal rules of this world are. If it's set in, the, in our real world, so to speak, well, it maybe is. an elevated version thereof, it still has to operate by the same rules.
1: Yeah, no, it doesn't make sense. Like, he's got a satellite phone on him. As soon as you get out of danger from people trying to kill you, you should be like, dude, who the fuck was that? Yeah. Doesn't happen. Shit like that, you know, and it's and there's an even worse like egregious tragedy down the road in terms of plot. And I'm like,
0: the uh, blood pressure levels already rising. (laughs) No, it just it
1: just pissed me off because it was like this was was it's supposed to be a uh, a fun afternoon watch, and instead I'm going what? So it's just fair enough. Fair enough. (laughs) There you go. Uh, Freelance. No, don't hire him. (laughs) Well. My
0: number ten is a film which we very recently reviewed on the show, Wayne.
1: Lot of those things here.
0: It's Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom of, oh, Gu- of Guinness.
1: Aquaflaps All right. <laughs> this is
0: the only superhero film which makes my worst ten of the year list. Quite so a surprise, this is ladies and gentlemen. The most egregiously bad one of them all. Now, I did get courtesy of our friends at the So Wizard Podcast, <laughs> Joey, Mark Ellis, and Aubrey. I did hear just this week that apparently there were a whole bunch of reshoots very late in the piece, which corrected some of the things that we had a problem with. Can we talk about it? Well, they're spoilers, big spoilers, but basically how we said there was no stakes. There were no stakes in the original script of this film, if I can put it that way, which might've helped it slightly. Slightly, you see. Yes. So having fully acknowledged that this is a carbon copy of things that are so much better to come before it with Absolutely. some mixture of good CG down to really ropey shitty CG with some of the most banal, pathetic efforts at comedy that I've seen. I was struggling to stay awake after a lovely meal in gold class (laughs) to even watch this film. I was so bored. This is how the DCEU goes out with a woohoo and a complete reference to more Marvel films than you can possibly poke a stick at. This is a tired and boring, shitty version of the film which came before it, which even manages to fuck up the redemptive arc of Ocean Master when he joins back with Jason Momoa's Aquaman And I'm glad that we're not getting any more Jason Momoa's Aquaman That time is done No more wahooing unless he's on a motorbike playing <laughs> fucking Lobo
1: Did you um, have a lot of carbs in your meal? Yeah So that's going to be a factor
0: Yeah, but, sure. um, but nevertheless this film sucked It, was, it yeah. wasn't great yeah. The plot is so fucking stupid It's offensive even for a superhero movie The plot is
1: root fucking standard
0: like, But even then he has none problem, of it he makes goes, sense the evil undead fucking king wants to destroy the world. Well, then why attack Atlantis and alert everyone to what you're doing? You're doing it just fucking fine.
1: Yeah, exactly. No, no. I mean, look,
0: there's... Black I, Manta. I think I was calling Black Mantis the whole review, by the way. <laughs> Black Manta is... After, he, all he wants to do is take revenge on, on fucking Aquaman. And is happy to then level the world. Why are you going to level the world in the process, you yep. dickhead? Yep. He's, well, and he, well, everyone who's working for him, why are they just all... I never understand this. And the henchman
1: thing is always an issue. It's so stupid. Look, I personally think, like, I didn't, I wasn't offended like you were. I was like, eh, this is one of those movies. I say, if it had been released five or ten years ago, it would have been fine. Right? Like in terms of it would have been. Well, if money. it had
0: to come before 15 other films would have done exactly the same fucking thing, yes. maybe.
1: The problem, as we said in our review, well, I said, it, is that it, it doesn't have any swings at all. Despite mm-hmm. being the last one where nothing matters, he should have just killed Aquaman. That would have been fucking, yes. whoa! Because it doesn't matter. It wasn't going to continue. Let James Wan do whatever he the fucking wants. The security on
0: Atlantis is so bad, they drove into the middle of it after disabling the one gun. They should have just pressed the button on a bomb and leveled everything. Done. Finished. End yeah, of film. Yeah, there's only one gun, right? Oh, that's fucking dumb. Put
1: guns everywhere. This gun
0: sucks. Jason Momoa, <laughs> he's got one mode in this film. He c- can act. I still maintain he was the one saving grace about Fast X. Uh, I would agree. He can act in this film. He's not acting. He's just basically doing his own thing. Woohoo! The whole <laughs> way through. Fucking.
1: That's oh. not like he always said "za" instead of "pizza." <laughs> no. no. <laughs> Did you oh. have any "za" in those? Th- oh, <laughs> no I had pizza you dickhead ah wicked here we go
0: excellent right, that's one number 10 Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom and again so much Guinness so much Guinness in this
1: movie <laughs> fucking hell I think hell. it's his favourite baby
0: I believe he, he made a, a Guinness version or some there's a Jason Momoa Guinness version <laughs> floating around the world
1: really is it called woohoo alright <laughs> you uh, like fucking what should be <laughs> okay well my number 9 is a true piece of shit ladies and gentlemen from a pr- true piece of shit director in a truly shit house series Equalizer 3 <laughs> Fuck you, fuckbull.
0: <laughs> That's not aimed at you, Wayne. That's aimed at Denzel and Antoine Foucault because my number nine is the equalizer three. Oh really? Three.
1: Fantastic. Ladies and gentlemen, the equalizer three is a piece of shit where <laughs> <laughs> Denzel, the the the, the 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 equalizer, of course, uh he fucks off down to Italy, you know? and he's, he's like, retiring he's retiring he's like having a good time sort of and then he's like you know sort of like half trying to bone kind of a cafe owner i don't know uh, he doesn't even put much he doesn't even put exactly right
0: he can't be asked for that he kind can't, of thing he's, he's, he's an old man he's just like hey,
1: fuck this shit i don't even fuck anyone anymore so that's fine right then of course gets involved in some gang shit and i don't really care what happens it's crime bosses the town is in trouble your mama and so on anyway now the problem with this film <laughs>
0: narrow it to one form exactly it's, it's an M.O.W.
1: this is a fucking movie yeah. of the week alright this is a the violence was good I will say that but you take Denzel out it's a TV movie no question none of the shit really like you know it's, it's just hot garbage hot garbage it's like a shitty western set in a picturesque Italian seaside town but with none of the excitement I think
0: you're missing honestly Wayne please I think you're missing please. the biggest problem with this film
1: is that Denzel
0: is however old Denzel is and he's Denzel he can still act. There's no question about no doubt. it. But this film doesn't require him to act. It requires him to whisper menacingly. What it needs him to be able to do and what the film shies away from mm. is kick ass. Because Robert McCall, I think mm. that's his name that's in the his film. Name. It is his name is in the first couple of films, particularly the first one, he's going to town on people physically.
1: He's he's, he's taming the fight with his watch. 10,
0: 15 years ago. and, And I get it. We're all headed that way. If we're lucky enough to live that long, I'm not having to go at Denzel for that. But don't put him in as this ass kicker and ask us to buy it when there are about, in this however long this film is, 109 minutes, about six, maybe six and a half minutes worth of action, the whole film. Whereas film one and film two, like that first sequence at the end of the first movie when they're in the hardware store, that's like a 25 minute sequence where he's taking out all the motherfuckers. When he's fighting Pedro Pascal in number two, that's like another 25 minute sequence. This film ends with him, no, I won't spoil it, but basically just assassinating someone.
1: Congratulations on remembering any of those (laughs) other films, okay? Because like here's, I, I think to myself, movie like this, right? Is it not trading on the the lead guy being a badass? All right, this is yes. Liam Neeson syndrome, man. This is so Liam Neeson syndrome, right? Actually, I wonder how big Denzel's cock is. But like the, <laughs> <laughs> but like here's the thing, right? There's only one way to sort this <laughs> There's out. only one way. If if your whole series is like, no, no, he has to be able to take out a room of twenty guys in three seconds because he's the equalizer, right? Do you are you honor bound as a filmmaker or maybe a studio person to say yeah we need scenes like that in the movie or could you make it clever and say here's the thing but he's now over it okay he's past it so he has to use his brain to take motherfuckers but it doesn't out. But does not even do that? That's what I'm saying. But can you even? Is that even an option for you? I think it is in the third installment of a franchise where Denzel will only work with you. I just we'll think they shouldn't have bothered. Absolutely. This oh, film nah, was, so do I. So this do I. Film was not required. Sorry, and yeah, under everything I'm saying is fuck this film, right? <laughs> Don't do it, right? But if you had to, would you not say, "All right, now I'm going to treat it like The Dark Knight Returns, where Batman hasn't got the physical thing anymore, but he's so smart he fucks everyone up." That's what but this Dark should Knight go. Return. Oh, you mean the comic? The comic, yeah. No, sorry. sorry, not the... All right, yeah. In this one, the opening
0: is quite intriguing, but it's all the aftermath of what he's doing. There's one scene in the middle of the film mm. where he does a couple of cool moves real fast and it's shot and everyone. That's, that's what I was here for. More of that. Yeah. What, more of that. And yet, the Italian mafia are portrayed as absolute buffoons. Yeah. That- it's just a fence. Offend- and then there's this ridiculous fucking side plot with... Is it Amanda C. Freed or whoever it is?
1: The chick, yeah.
0: Oh no, it's um, Dakota Fanning. Yeah, <laughs> they're interchangeable. They
1: are. They, <laughs> she doesn't look anything like when she was a kid. It's weird. Like you would not I'm think it's the same person. <laughs> no, it's fine. They're white people. You say yeah, it. I could get away with it's that. Fine. <laughs> 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 okay. uh,
0: but look, she's u- completely useless, and they throw this little stinger at the end to explain why she's even in the fucking movie, and it sucks. Oh, this none of film, that shit makes any sense. This whole film sucks. <laughs> it's such a
1: piece of shit.
0: <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I hundred percent agree with you. Equalize the three, my number nine as well.
1: Fantastic. Okay. Well, uh, we'll jump ahead to my well, my number eight is The Expendable Four. The Expendables Four. Slightly yeah. low. Oh, really? Good. Okay. Now we did talk about this a little earlier uh, this year. The Expendables is your standard cast of... It's exactly like an Expendables film, except, ladies and gentlemen, one of the leads. Well, you know what? We won't spoil it because it's still a bit new. But you've got your Sly, you've got your Station Statham, you've got your 50 Cent for some reason. Alright, I'm making
0: executive decision here. Please. One of the big problems with this movie is a decision that they make, which is referencing basically what we just said about old man action hero syndrome. Mm-hmm. Should so, we just, should we just- so, here we go. If it, this film fucking sucks. Yes, don't watch it. It has the most ridiculous plot whatsoever. It's asking you to buy some completely unpalatable things. It Absolutely. has a villainous turn, halfway, which you see coming, but makes no sense, no sense whatsoever. So look, all those things are here in this Expendables film and it was egregiously made for about $100 million. Fuck this film directed by Scott Waugh, who has directed Need for Speed, Hidden Strike and Act for Valor. Uh, this film fucking sucks. <laughs> okay. Don't watch it. Right. So now we've got the other way. Skip forward. I'm going to give us one minute, Wayne, to talk spoilers. Okay. We go Go now. Cool. First of all, Slay is in. Is not in most of the fucking it's film. Got, Slayer's in this film for like 15 minutes, flying a plane, gets
1: yep. killed off. Supposedly. Oh, but does he? Yes. Because he comes back at the end. Oh. And you know what? If they had killed him off in the in there and then actually kept him if dead. If they had a Steven Seagal. That, that would have been better. In the executive yes, position. Yes, that would have been a lot better. It would have been ballsier. Ballsy? It would have been
0: stupid, but it completely invalidates it when they bring him to kill off one of your your leads and you know draw cards into this film. It absolutely would have been
1: ballsy, <laughs> stupid, but ballsy. Well done, sort of. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? But they, they can't even fucking stick with that. No, they can't do that. And also, Andy Andy Garcia is the bad guy, oh. right? It doesn't even make sense what he's doing at the end because nah. he's on this ship. Nah. And he can't get away in time, but he still triggers the fucking nuke to come and kill everyone. Like, but you're going to die. Yep, exactly. And you've made a point of saying there's no way you can escape this unless Five you- seconds. Piece of shit.
0: Yeah, okay. There's <laughs> our spoiler section for that film. Done. Now, add on to that, the only person who is an action, worthy action hero is yeah. Jason Statham. He is fighting Ico Ace. Yep. Those scenes are okay. They are okay. That's only thing that elevates this to my- level it is on my list or, mm. or keeps it lower than it is because otherwise i was aghast at how fucking ridiculously idiotic this film is and the fact they keep trying and they
1: got another hundred million dollars wayne look all power to slay from still being in the game and all that sort of shit but god knows what the idea was here because can we is it do, do we think that he was just injured and couldn't make the rest of the movie no, was he, there something i else? think
0: honestly he's recognized that i can't do this shit anymore I understand. Um, and you Which know I what? I do not disagree with whatsoever. Yeah, $100 million. You know what the box office was on this piece of shit? Right. $51 million. My God. We will not see any more expendables. Thank fuck for that. Shit. But when you are resorting to Curtis 50 Cent Jackson, <laughs> Megan Fox,
1: Randy Couture as your other members of your... Wait,
0: what fucking action films have you lot
1: been in? What? Here's the thing, right? So the Megan Fox thing, right? I understand what they're doing. They're giving you possibly another reason to go watch it. Now, the way they play her is that she was always there. I had to go back and think and read. Was she in the third one? She was not. But they play it like she was because she's Jason Statham's girlfriend. And, and everyone just acts like, oh, that's just her. I can- yeah, exactly. And so they're like, oh, okay, there's that. And then she sort of turns up. It's, it's. I mean, it's all going to be a piece of shit. Dolph Lundgren in it. And he does obviously have the Action Street cred. No, Dolph Lundgren is the Punisher. Okay?
0: Yeah, I'm no, I'm I'm he does. i exactly, He does exactly, have that cred. Absolutely. So I can
1: see why he's there. But... All the rest of this game. Yeah, one guy's a rapper that got shot. Another one's a wrestler. I guess I could see that if I had to. But, like, Megan, I don't know. I don't know. I don't and then
0: Tony Jar as well. Tony sure, Jar, sure. Sure, but he's in such a minor. He doesn't do fuck all Until the very end. He, yeah, does, he does a, a bit of. Little,
1: yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah I don't know. Man. Anyway, this
0: film sucks. I 100% agree with you. Once again, <laughs> slightly higher on this, but not very much higher. So we're about to hear from it again. My number eight. Yes. Oh, boy. My number eight is <laughs> a sequel to a film which wasn't very good in its own right. Also starring Jason Statham, who gets two entries into my worst ten films of the Uh, year. And yet we're still fucking seeing his movie
1: next week. Oh God, this is low.
0: Meg 2, Colin, The Trench.
1: Absolutely. Meg 2, The Trench. On on my list, but way higher up. Okay. (laughs) This film, what the
0: fuck was it trying to achieve? First (laughs) of all, they appoint Ben Wheatley. Now, Ben Wheatley, Wayne, do you know who that is? Uh, The name rings a bell. You wouldn't, because he's a British director who has directed things like sightseers. Which was written by Edgar Wright, I'm pretty sure off the top of my head. And A Field in England and High Rise and the remake of Rebecca and Free Fire. He did a. F- oh, wait, I remember Free Fire. Free Fire. And uh, a very renowned horror film called Kill This, which I find very middling as well. To my mind, this guy's not made a really great film. Free Fire is close to
1: yeah, decent. That was kind of okay, yeah. but then it was weird. Yeah.
0: What makes you think he can take on this big budget film and deliver in these action comedy slightly almost kind of horror stakes.
1: It's almost like in Hollywood, if you've made some films, you can make more films. That's what that is. <laughs> it doesn't necessarily mean you're going to do a great job.
0: This 116 minutes, and the first 50 minutes, maybe first half of the film, is this political espionage. Espionage? Mm.
1: <laughs> espionage, <huh>? Yes.
0: <laughs> Espinella. <laughs> uh, Espanol. This, yeah, on. this particularly <laughs> shit fucking corporate espionage film where people are trying to bring down a company from within yeah. and then we have to walk along the bottom of the, probably the Mariana there, Trench. That was... And what? Because he's got a blood nose, he can just do that and not be crushed yes. into fucking oblivion? Dude,
1: here's what that scene... Fucking right, hell. There's a scene in this where Jason Statham can like... he Because he has a deviated septum, he can... That's the word, he, thank you. He can, he can fucking drag along the bottom of the Mariana Trench, which crushes submarines because of that. I'm like, What? And this is the weird thing. This movie like relies on the audience not knowing anything about that, even though it came out right after the entire American public had been acutely aware of how deep sea diving works because of a recent submarine tragedy that happened in the Mariana Trench. <laughs> so it's just like, uh, it. What this is the whole thing is like. Even Jason Statham feels like he's. Board. Oh, like he's, he's just walking through <laughs> he, it. I can't
0: of. elevate this. Like, they have villains they set up who just get killed basically off camera by a lizard and never come across the main character.
1: Forget it, that. There's a dude with a Louis Vuitton backpack full of guns and shit. And he gets taken and, and they get set upon by this squad of armed soldiers and he just doesn't pull the gun until later on. <sighs> I'm like, pull the gun, dude. If you got one, pull it up. <laughs> it's just shit. I'm going
0: to read you some of the instant reviews from Letterboxd here, which summarize this film better than, than please, we please. are doing. Make Magnificently fucking stupid. Mm. Not. Two stars. That's way too generous. This is what happens when you order Jurassic World from Wish. <laughs> as a Meg defender, this shit really is boring as fuck. The stupidest movie since Moonfall. Absolutely brainless cinema. Jason Statham kicks a guy into a shark's mouth and says, see you later, chum. <laughs> <laughs> Meg's to
1: piece I don't know if it's just funny now with context or not. I'm not sure.
0: <laughs> it wasn't funny at the time. It was, no, oh, now that you say it, it's but, funny. So I don't but know. Other
1: people calling it out for the, it was so bad.
0: <laughs> like, I don't know why it's so difficult to make a good
1: shark movie. I, I, I suspect, like uh, if you if you're trying to be like, you know, charitable towards it, like, is there a genre of films where do we know how well this did? Let me find out for you while you talk. I, is there like because obviously it's it's like people like us, they go, how would you make this piece of shit? Why is it so bad? And so on and so on. But remember, this thing had to get through levels and levels of writers. It's made executives. money. You made money, didn't
0: 130 it? to $140
1: million budget, $400 million return. Yeah, see?
0: So we might get another one.
1: Absolutely oh we will. Oh my God. I think we coined this phrase earlier in the year. Big budget movies that are a piece of shit, but they make lots of money. Well, it's, it's the
0: opposite really of what we've been seeing in 2023 where... All the DCE films and most of the Marvel films with the exception of Guardians of the Galaxy 3 failed dismally. So just this throwing money at the screen just isn't working anymore yet somehow.
1: Yeah, there are these things and I call them shit isn't Kane" because it's like, (laughs) it's just like, it's, it's a piece of crap, no doubt, but it made a fucking fortune. So I don't know. These movies are just not for us, Paul. Because we're not in China. (laughs) <laughs> yeah I don't know
0: what the breakdown is I don't on, know either on I that don't return know. so there you are alright that was my number 8 over to you for your number
1: 7 my number 7 was a film that um, though we had not heard from this director in some time I had high hopes the hopes were dashed and now it's my number 7 Silent Night oh, that was piece of shit Paul come on the piece of shit right this is um, come was, on this had Joel Kilnerman in it And and uh, it's about, okay, so on Christmas Eve, a dude witnesses the death of his young son when the boy gets caught in a crossfire between warring gangs in his presumably L.A. house and recovering from a wound that cost him his voice, he soon embarks on a bloody and grueling quest to punish those responsible. The trick and the gambit of the film is that there's no dialogue you. And here's where it falls over. Right. Because it's fine
0: that he doesn't speak. It's not fine that no one else chooses to speak whenever they're around exactly. him and on camera. It relies
1: on a lot of texts, a lot of inference, <sighs> a lot of cut short when a scene should have started. That kind of thing. Okay. Yep. And what happened was, there was a sort of goodish kind of car chase wreck in the beginning, and then I'm like, what now is going to go on? This is a very weightless, witless, artless film, except for one really good. Long, uh, yeah, the, the elevator the, 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 or the, staircase, the staircase Staircase. staircase yeah. Okay. so there was that that was the one shining John Woo-ish moment that happened but in every other instance the just the movie never really takes off and this is the guy who did The Killer Hard Boiled Face Off Mission I don't know you've been that harsh on it I know you didn't like it as much as I did which is not a
0: lot to be honest I think I was overly generous with my score and I probably would lower it upon once again
1: review. expectation versus reality mm. I was expecting a John Woo panache okay and that's what Fair really, on. John Woo's action is the way he does it, and I think it's great. And I, it's obviously a big part of our childhood. Yeah, all those sorts of things. But the thing that made John Woo different to someone who just cuts a lot is that his shit was beautiful. Like in you know Face Off, the very beginning of that of that movie is this slow mo, golden lit sort of like mm-hmm. John Travolta mm-hmm. is with his kid mm-hmm. in the mm-hmm. in the fa- mm-hmm. and it, yeah literally. And I actually remember well, was with, with Joe at the time. She was that's beautiful. Just the scene was beautiful. So he's not just an action director; he's a director. But this had none of that shit. And then all the action was kind of shit too. And then the idea was crap. So it was like, yeah, yeah, this is a bag I, of balls.
0: I, 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 yeah, I'm not, certainly not going to die on a hill defending... No, 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 so it's, it's, no, it's a bag of urine. My number seven, I'm going to bounce right to you when he's right had Expendables. Ah, for...
1: Expendables, yeah. good. All right. My number six was a, a film from a director who I sometimes like. He's Tweet, 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 Tweet and it is Asteroid City.
0: Yeah, look, this is an odd position to be in. As a guy who's never gotten into... Wes Anderson until I saw The French Dispatch and then I saw something else that I quite liked oh the not The French Dispatch uh, sorry Grand Budapest Hotel Grand Budapest and Hotel I like The French Dispatch and I'm like oh I think I like Wes Anderson I didn't think I would but I think I do and then I watched this movie and I'm like
1: eh. see we have a checkered history with Wes Anderson yeah. uh, ladies and gentlemen the, one of the first few films we watched on Laser, Laser Disc, Disc, right was, uh what was it called again? Bottle Rocket. Bottle Rocket. That was Wes Anderson's first film, and it was uh, his like MTV movie or whatever. No one had ever heard of Wes Anderson before, and frankly, we didn't even know about these types of movies because it had Owen Wilson Wow and, and, Luke, Wilson, and huh? Luke Wilson Wow. Mm-hmm. And um, Luke <laughs> Wilson Wow. <whoa. Whoa. laughs> and I think, was Jason Schwartz? In? I can't remember. He may have been right. Know. Anyway, all these guys are in this film, and it was like a stupid little heist, stupid film about guys who are actually all losers. But the way it was shot, it wasn't as Wes Andersonian as his as movies became, are now. Yeah. But you could tell that he was. This, this is on
0: so many critics' lists as the best of the year. Well, one of the it best is. Of
1: I disagree,
0: obviously, wholeheartedly. Um, and so do I. Like, yeah, I guy's two stars. So it does no two star film makes
1: my list. Well, here's what it is. Okay, now if again. I like some Wes Anderson films. I know you like The French Dispatch, but I've not liked anything since the fucking... Grand Budapest Hotel. The Grand Hotel. Budapest Hotel, okay? I didn't see the dog one, so... Yeah, all love dogs. Eh, yeah, two okay. and a half stars for me. Yeah, see? So now this one is... It's in a retro-futuristic version of the 1950s, and it's this, this television host introduces a live production of a documentary about a creation and production of Asteroid City, which is also a play by the famed playwright Conrad Earp. And then this movie sort of switches between onstage representation of the real thing and then actual like scenes in asteroid city. It's interesting in that the camera trucks right and left to actually change scenes as opposed to cutting. That's interesting. But for real, the rest of it is this sort of like weird kind of, he just triples down on the, on the tweeness on the quirkiness on the this, on the that. And it be, and it sort of detracts from the plot and it detracts from you being interested in the performances I understand that he's directing actors to be odd and this and that. Yeah, emotionless, lifeless. But it doesn't work in this show. And I was like, this is kind of a piece of shit. And remember now, <laughs> this is the this is the the cast, okay? Because this is the thing. This is like fucking Terrence Malik. All the actors oh. want to work with him, but he fucking legs a log. So
0: <laughs> look. I've been listening to a lot of best of the year podcast this week. Yeah. For films, obviously. Oh, yeah. And so many times this film has come up and normally on the hoity toity, film snobby type ones.
1: It's for a person more erudite
0: than well, me. I for guess sure. What we're saying, what I'm I am I hundred percent identify myself as. I'm not we're not bona fide critics, no. I think. We're reviewers. Yeah, we're these guys. We're the next level down where I, I consider it's more accessible and the like. And I just I find this film very inaccessible. Yes. To I don't want to call us lay people, but to people that haven't been to film school and studied all these i.e. most people yeah so i think i think we're speaking for or with the voice of most well, but not everyone so yeah. you might be going fuck off you two heathens and you're entirely i entirely respect that view yeah right because i do see the filmmaking here i do but i don't so do see I. the performances and i don't see the need to wrap this whole story in this playwright ver- you know and then he, what happens to him happens to him and we're left just with what what this film does not thematically, for me, close things out nicely, or in a way that I felt appreciated.
1: Yeah, and he, appreciative of exactly. And again, you you can respect and recognize the craft as yes. a guy who's been watching movies since the beginning of time. Yeah, but and I don't. We like to crap on ourselves here, but I don't think we're so unintelligent that we don't recognize what's trying to be done. What in fact we're doing, or I'm doing at least, is saying it still has to work. If you and I made a film, Wayne, yeah. and it suddenly
0: cut to a claymation. Yeah. something in the middle of it mm. and then cut away people would say what the fuck was that when Wes Anderson does it they go oh what art
1: exactly no but i'm not saying that he doesn't he has skills that i don't have for sure he does no, of right of course he's a better filmmaker than the but we think are. about this like let's say kill a bill times yeah kill bill uh, volume 1 or 2 where they cut to the animated version of the L- lucy Lou's character's origin where like mm-hmm. the, the, that worked You know what I mean? Because that also, oh shit, all of a sudden it's animated, but it worked. Okay? Higher quality, I would suggest, than what's on display here. Wildly so. Mm -hmm. But this is sort of a version of that and it didn't work. So you see there's ways it can happen, it just didn't happen this time, hence it's my number seven.
0: Fair enough. Now, again, would not die on any hill defending this particular film. Yeah. My number six is one you didn't see, Wayne. I saw it in IMAX in the States when I was travelling through there. I knew it was going to be a big old piece of shit and I was not wrong, but I wanted to see a film in IMAX and this is the only one that was playing I understand that in IMAX Thinking. on that particular day in this particular cinema. I'm talking about David Gordon Green's The Exorcist, colon believer. <laughs> One of the most unnecessary and predictably shit sequels in the history of cinema.
1: Please tell me about this what I assume piece of shit is.
0: We reviewed it. I gave it one and a half stars. It's probably pretty generous if I'm really honest. This film could be even lower, sorry, sorry, higher on this list and lower on my list of the overall year.
1: So it's an exorcist movie. Yeah,
0: it's basically it's a continuation of Linda Blair in the nineteen seventy three film, one. nineteen seventy three film. Yeah, the original one. Then there was Exodus 2, Heretic, and then Exodus 3, which was directed by the writer of The Exodus himself, William Peter Blatty. And then we skip forward to now in this timeline and in The Exodus Believer, two girls are possessed by some kind of demon. Right. And it throws the most tenuous of bullshit links back to the original series by having the mother of Linda Blair in that film, uh, the mother of Reagan, I can't remember her name, but Mrs. McNeil come Mm. back in as a consultant to help them and because this is 2023, it was 2023, and we can't offend anyone on any religious faith or whatever, we get a whole group of different people from different faiths to come to try to, to exercise these uh, girls and get the demon out of them.
1: Wasn't the thing about the first one that the, the power of God compels you? Like yeah. it was supposed to be a Catholic versus yes. the devil thing? Yes, we can't yeah. do that now. Can't I mean-
0: do that. Instead, we can have a whole bunch of people who aren't exorcists trying to do, do an exorcism. And it's sucking complete ass because it's not scary, it's not well filmed, it's particularly badly acted, and they do completely dirty <laughs> to Mrs. McNeil. This film fucking sucks. And David Gordon Green, I heard, has been taken off the sequels because apparently there's two more coming, and there will be another one because this is made for only thirty million, and it took 137 million or 130 million around the world. Yeah, that's enough to green light another fucking sequel. David Gordon Green, can you fuck off, please, and stop ruining horror franchises? You've First of all, Target Halloween. Now you're doing The Exorcist. You and Danny fucking, what's his name? Danny McBride. <laughs> stop writing these oh, piece of that? shit fucking scripts. You know, and I said before, you don't want to target anyone. This is, these are soulless, they, ironically. These are <laughs> completely vapid, shit house fucking scripts that do not capture what the fan base loves or likes about these films. They're written by people who could not give a fuck. And
1: that incenses me. few questions then. One, David Gordon Green makes me think of Brian Austin Green, the guy from 90210. That's not a question. It's just a statement. <laughs> two, <laughs> I don't know why, but I get excited. I'm like, that guy directed something? Um, no. Two. And probably Maybe he did, but not this guy. <laughs> Do you like The First Exorcist? Yes. Okay. It's so a classic the, of cinema. The first
0: horror film to be nominated for an Academy Award. Cool.
1: And in this movie, you say that that many denominations come to try and fight the exorcist. Mm-hmm. Is Not there to fight the possessed. The, the possessed. Okay. So is it like Hindu and this and that? Ah, uh, there's a
0: there's a Haitian witch doctor woman. Sure, sure. There's a there's there's no Catholic in there, but there's a lapsed kind of. Oh. I can't remember. If she's Jesuit, whatever. Is there she a, is? is there a Scientologist? <laughs> no. I'll pay you to go away, cunt.
1: <laughs> okay. Certain <Season laughs> levels are off it's the charts. Exactly, man. <laughs> We got tech for this. Okay, sorry. I
0: I'll just excellent. alienated 0. 0.0001 of our audience. I dare say that there's very few of <laughs> them there.
1: Okay, excellent. Nice one. I'm to listen to podcasts. What are you talking about, Paul? <laughs> That's right. They might get views of the That's outside right. world. You're a you're a SP. Suppressive person. Okay, good. Anyway. Yeah, that would be us.
0: All right. uh, it's awful. It's horrible and... I paid good money to see this. Oh, that makes it worse. I need to not do this again next year or the year after when the next one comes out. I just need to wait for it to come to streaming. I've done exactly what you did. I went to
1: America and I was like, "Ooh, there's one of these cinemas here that we don't have back home we're Mm going to see. And it was a piece of shit that I have to see. And it was a piece of shit. So there you are. Okay. My number five is The Essence of Shit is in Kane, And it is Fast X. (laughs) Because, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) I guess I can't argue. Oh, God. We didn't see this together. I don't believe. I can't remember. Didn't we? I don't know. No, I can't remember. Either. Yeah, they run into each other. But uh, this is. I don't. I almost don't have to tell you the plot, but it's Dom Toretto. It's, I think we saw this at a screening, so maybe we did yeah, see actually it. Yeah, we did see it, yeah. And his family have been outsmarted and outdriven. They've, you know, they've taken on every phone in their path. And of course, there's a new guy who looks like Aquaman. And then. He's <laughs> Lobo. Lobo. <laughs> uh, and he's fueled by revenge for something that happened. And he's a real prick. And he's also. Either flamboyant or gay, I don't care. I'll be honest with you, that's the best part about the film. Yes, we just is. said that. Yeah. The fact that he has plays it with colour, the fact that he's a little bit chubby, the fact that um he's um Woo! Yeah, it's a woohoo hoo going on. It's a bit weird, but it it, it like it makes it somewhat you
0: can make a bomb roll across was it is it Rome? The entire length like, oh of Rome. God, I forgot Somehow about it's that. Downhill I the forgot whole about way.
1: that, Paul. What these franchise what this franchise has become, and of course it made a fucking matzo for some reason. What this franchise has become is a complete parody of itself. It has, but now what they're doing well, The only is guy who doesn't get it being... Biz Vin fucking Vin Diesel. Vin Diesel. Now, I watch the films, and I remember thinking about my life as I watch the film. <laughs> I'm sitting there going, so what... How do I fit into the movie going public if this is the biggest movie or Will the
0: biggest... To podcast fighting
1: <laughs> <laughs> No, but I'm sitting there going, oh, how come I'm so far removed from the general sentiment? Because... Um. Although we didn't pay for it, I would have paid for it to see the movie, and I would have seen it at some stage just to kind of be there. Okay.
0: Well, there's only one to come. Oh God. Oh, are they talking about two more now? I don't
1: know. I hear all sorts of things now. Remember, three hundred and forty million dollar budget. God. And and the take? I bet you made a, bo- a bit of fortune. Seven hundred fifteen took. Seven hundred fifteen. So this is like you know you could almost round up to a billion. Not really, but still. No, no like, but like I don't know what the marketing
0: was on this, but let's let's conservatively say. A two hundred million for the market. Remember,
1: they may they would have shot all of them at the same time. Or whatever, right? Oh, so, well, maybe. Well, so no, it's a,
0: this one's box office is seven hundred uh sorry, three hundred forty. No, it doesn't say the, the the trilogy or the the sequels.
1: Hmm. Anyway, okay, all right. I, I just look at it and I go, how? Who does it? Who is this movie for? Because it's not for me. Is it for a bunch of young people I don't know? Is it for? Oh, it's for fans of the franchise, man. I'm a fan of the franchise. Paul. when the first one came out, right? That was the 90s. We were all listening to N Sync. Well, you weren't. No, I wasn't. Okay. And they like N Sync even did a music video about this kind of shit. The movie the, the song is called Girlfriend. Go ahead and check the music video. It looks like The Fast and Furious, okay? Then number 2 came around, directed by John Singleton, no less. The late John Singleton. Mm. And then, you know, sort of, it then became... Five was kind of good. We say that. The five was, five good. was five good. Five was right. genuinely fun. And then it just became people driving cars between high rises. I think numbers, no, number six was the one with the longest runway
0: in the world. That that's was a right. hilarious right. sequence. And I then think Justin seven Lynn was the came one yeah, yeah, driving between. Yep. And, then, and number eight was the one that had, I think, the one where the rock redirects a submarine missile with his hands. Oh, that's right.
1: <laughs> See, so now... Nine,
0: they went into space. They couldn't do that again.
1: <laughs> yeah, with this piece of shit. The question is, can I enjoy it, Paul? Can I sit there and enjoy it? And I couldn't with this. Nah, fair enough. Because when he drove his fucking car down the damn wall at the end, I'm like, really? <laughs> you didn't even let it tip over the end. You nah. somehow flew off the end and still managed to... Anyway, it's a bigger piece of shit and... Uh, I wouldn't hate these films so much if Vin Diesel got it.
0: Yeah. If, you, if, if he you wasn't got, If he was making the gag... Tommy Wise owing it and like...
1: Fair. huh that's exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's like, all a big. It, that's
0: what's gonna do one day. Oh, we knew what we were doing. We were just. This is the cinematic yeah. equivalent of fucking. You know, this. Is, uh, I we knew know. we were making shite but just entertaining shots. All I wanted to do. No, at the moment, he thinks he's making the greatest saga in the history of fucking
1: cinema. Uh, you know what it is? I think we're secretly pissed off that Hollywood is letting him fail yes. upwards. Yeah, he's probably uh, making billions of dollars just being I am Groot. Right? Mm-hmm. He's doing this shit. It's all a bag of ass. And it, yeah, he shouldn't really be allowed to, to prosper. But he 100% has. agree. There you go. Fast X is fast shit. <laughs> <laughs> all right, then. My number
0: five is the only film on my list that did not go to the cinemas for at least a week or three. Okay. I believe. Maybe maybe it did. I'm not even going to bother to look it up because it's not fucking worth it. Who cares? It's gone straight to Amazon Prime Video. It's called Ghosted. And it's a <laughs> massive piece of shit starring... <laughs> Chris Evans and Anna DiAmas, and directed by Dexter Fletcher. And how the fuck does a film like this fail so magnificently?
1: I didn't mind it. It was all right. It was fine. It was Captain America. An
0: unfunny, (laughs) try hard, massive piece of shit in which Anna DiAmas is a spy. Fine. I totally buy her. I think she should have her own action film, which she does coming this year. There you go. Might hear about that one in the top 10 most anticipated films of 2024 episode coming soon to your podcaster. Network, whatever, channel. <laughs> and Chris Evans as the kind of oh, counter-programming regular dude who just happens to look like Chris Evans and <laughs> built like Chris Evans who falls for her and then follows her to the other side of the world and she's involved in spy shenanigans and he gets embroiled in spy shenanigans and there unlikely romance blossoms in among spy shenanigans with one of the worst villainous turns from Adrian Brody imaginable. I'm trying to remember, it's to be fair. so bad. The action is so shy. Did you really think the action was shite? Yes. I thought it was all right. It you know, culminates in this revolving restaurant fucking piece of shit moment. There's scenes on a bus where they're hanging off the side of a mountain and there's crap CG in the background. Oh, Really? It stunk. The chemistry. I'm not sure how you have these two. Two of the most attractive people in the world. Hmm have zero fucking chemistry. In fact, negative chemistry. I felt the chemistry being sucked think? away from my wife and I by watching this film together. <laughs> <laughs> this worsened your relationship, Paul? It did. That's how bad it was? It did. For the next two, three months we were in... Ro- no. I mean, <laughs> but it was so
1: terrible. Like They stank in this movie. I both think of them. It was them. so bad. Look, here's what the problem with this movie was, right? I know I'm a big Chris fucker and probably Anadama's fucker, given the chance. Sure. Um, but like... Um, yeah, one, two in that order. Exactly. <laughs> um, but I didn't mind the little meat cutes or whatever, okay? What I thought was the problem with this film, and look, I'm sorry, I'm going to give you a little... Uh, slight, slight spoiler, not really. Is that the trailer promised something. by With one throwaway line, they kind of promised that Chris Evans perhaps wasn't what he purported to be. And I was waiting for that turn the whole movie, going, that would make this better, that would make this better, that would, and it didn't fucking happen. And so that's why I didn't like the movie. Not all the things you said, though. Which are all correct. Well, I found it less. And the world
0: agrees with me, by the way. This is. Everywhere on People's Worst of the Year list. 2.1 only on Letterboxd. Again, for a big budget film. No word on what the budget is because it was made by Mm -hmm. Amazon Prime. Mm -hmm. Two reviews here to back up my point. The two most popular reviews on Letterboxd. This was written by ChatGPT and you can't convince me otherwise. (laughs) And sometimes I worry I'll never sell a screenplay. And movies like this give me hope. (laughs) (laughs) number five, Ghosted.
1: Uh, Fair enough. Okay. My number four is maybe one of the biggest disappointments I've had in quite some time. And it's Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. It's a bit low for you? No, it's
0: not on my list. Okay. And it's not because this was better than the fourth one. That's all it needed to be in my eyes. I
1: understand. I understand completely. This was the worst of the Indiana Joneses. I prefer (sighs) Crystal Skull to this one. No! All right, let me tell you why, though. All right? So, first of all, this Indiana... I just remind
0: you of two things. Swinging fucking monkey Shia (laughs) LaBeouf on vines. I know. And ants
1: that can eat people in three and a half seconds. Those things are all... Plus aliens, Wayne. Aliens. Yeah, yeah. Here's the thing, right? That Indiana Jones movie. If you look at it now, it still feels like an indie movie. No, it doesn't. It does, it's man. A massive I'm piece of you. shit.
0: So much. on my daughter, we watched the first four films. She goes like, she goes, that wasn't like the other ones. I'm like, no, it was not. Daughter, did you did you, you watch Temple of Here Longer? <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> did you watch Temple Doom? Yeah, yeah. Did you watch Temple Doom? Yeah,
0: he okay. says so the thing. Now, the we don't want to turn away. You know, pulling hearts out of chest. Bit. That's, that's, that's gonna what I was gonna say.
1: Yeah. There's always a little horror in an Indiana Jones film, and there's fuck all in this one. All right, mm-hmm. and also. I want to say the problem is Phoebe Waller, what's it? But Bridge Bridge? Uh, because she left Indy to die in one She's spot. It's like a horribly written character. Yeah, and I, I agree. actually went online to try and ascertain why this happened, Paul, because we had James Mangold. you know he's good yeah, director of of Logan. Yeah, we had original cast members. We had a lot we had a lot of things, right. And it just sucked big hairy balls. I didn't realise you hated it so much, okay. No, because w- again, expectation versus reality. If he had said that, you know, Antoine Foucault was directing this, I would have expected a turn. But it was James Mangold, and it was Harry, and it was all these other people. It's interesting, I'll look at my list, not
0: one film that I expect to be good. Really? This year, yeah.
1: Yeah, but that's you, Paul. So This, this, this year,
0: I'm, not, I, I'm oh, okay. right there with you on other years, yeah, I'm yeah, saying yeah.
1: this year. Okay, yeah, so um, yeah, noticeably, like, the opening scene with him being unified. that should have been the whole movie. Because that was the only, no, even though the, the, CGI was, the CGI was shit, don't get me wrong, right? but that was the most interesting part of the movie. It looked terrible in
0: places and looked okay in other places. Some people are like, oh, if you can maintain that the whole way through, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I could buy this. But that's the thing but though. The problem is it's still Harrison Ford moving like Harrison Ford, yes. a la Robert De Niro and the Irishman. Mm-hmm. And the worst scene in that film was when he's apparently curb stomping someone to death and looking like an old man I treading that. on eggs. I
1: remember that. That was shit. And so, yeah, exactly. So this... I mean, look, I would have I would have taken... People say, oh, they shouldn't have done the young indie. No, nah, I disagree. That was the best part of the film for wow, me. Wow. No. Bad CGI side. <laughs> so there you are. Stinker. Stinker. All indie. right.
0: My number four is the one film I did see in the last couple of weeks, which has wormed its way onto this list. It is... Hi. Well, I'm going to re- compare this to my recent trip to America. Go on. So we went to Disneyland. Mm. And at Disneyland, you... Using this Genie app thing, you try and navigate your day by going to the least lines. You book right. your tickets for one line, then you go to the least lines while Don't you're waiting it. for that ticket to come up, if I can put it that way. And one of the lines that is persistently and, con- and consistently through the course of the whole day at Disneyland long is the Haunted Mansion. Right. Oh. Mostly, you would line up at best case scenario for about 110 minutes for what is a five-minute ride. Holy shit! So you use the genie app and you get on there a bit quicker than that. A lot quicker, in fact. You probably only have to line up for about twenty minutes to get on there with the genie app. I tell you what, the movie version of the haunted mansion, which is two hours long, hmm. I'd rather stand in line for one hundred and ten fucking minutes. This is massively terrible. I can't like listen to this cast yeah. and what they squander here: Rosario Dawson, mm-hmm. the Keith Stanfield,
1: oh,
0: Owen Wow Wilson. Well, yeah. Okay, not so much Tim- Timothy Had- Tiffany Haddish, <laughs> Danny DeVito. Jarrett Jamie Lee Curtis. Wow, I haven't actually heard of this film, Paul. This came out. There's a good reason for that. It came out in 2023, obviously. We're talking about it today. Yeah. It had an astoundingly large budget. Really? Of $150 million. It is wow. crap. For a, is it a drama? Well, it's a family comedy. I'm going to use the word horror because it's got spirits and ghosts and a bad ghost is trying to come back to life at the, the expense. PG? Yeah, it's PG.
1: Yeah, this is... A, I expect all these movies... But it's eat. not a horror
0: film and doesn't belong anywhere near a horror film list. It is not at all frightening. Okay. Yeah, but it's like, a PG film. I guess so. if you're a four-year-old, it might be frightening. But right. everyone older than that will just be like rolling their eyes. Is, so it's a family film, right? It's a family film. That's what I'm saying. It made only $117 million at the box office, before it was consigned to Disney+, Plus, which is where I watched it. Mm. And oh my God, thank God I did not pay to see this at, at the cinema. It is so lifeless. Poor old Lakeith Stanfield, who is a good... Actor. great actor I love the Keith he's the only person who seems to be even trying in this movie and he's ostensibly the protagonist of the film it really does follow him and there's a moment in this film in which perfectly summarises what's wrong with it yeah. apart from the fact it's not scary it's really stupidly written the deus ex machina of an ending is mm-hmm. so so mind-bogglingly terrible, terrible it's just
1: you what? yeah
0: he is giving this impassioned talk about how he lost his wife. Right. And that's why he he's the way that he is yep. in this film. And somewhere in there, he just drops Baskin and Robbins. She goes out for Baskin and Robbins. And she never came back. Product placement. There is so much product placement in this movie, Wayne. Really? It is embarrassing. And that's where I imagine a good proportion of the $150 million came from. Ah. Okay. So it's it's not even soulless at that level of being. Emotionless. It's solace at level of it, this is corporate lunacy. Yeah, on screen.
1: Look, I never watch family films because I just I can't get yeah. there. So An- I get another it. one of
0: the many many genres that you rule out. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I'm like, who cares? I haven't got kids. No, like, no. <laughs> I get it. But I I
0: heard this was bad. I was unprepared. Oh, and that joke. Did you watch it on your own? Yeah, I did. I couldn't okay. even bring my family to have to swap. Yeah, sit it's and watch it with too me. big a risk. Yeah, last, it was the Saturday before New Year's, and everyone was engaged with other things. And I'm just like, you know what? I've got a couple of hours to spare. Fuck it. Let's see if this is as bad as this. Maybe we will make all this. Yeah, it did with a the bullet. There you At are. At number four. Number far four, out. Mate. Do not bother. Do not waste even your free subscription to Disney Plus. It's not worth your time. Not even close. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, my number three is the Meg2, bro. So we're we'll back to you. All right. Geez. Okay. Wasn't ready for that. My number three. <laughs> We've just got through talking about it. You just, again, brought up. Shark films are really hard to do.
1: Surely not. Another shark film?
0: Another shark film. What
1: other be. shark films came out?
0: Oh, you should be very thankful you don't know which one this one is. Is this from the director of the guy who did Rambo, Last Blood? Mm-hmm. And Get the Gringo with Mel Gibson. I,
1: both ones I missed, which I thought about watching. Get the Gringo it was did. okay from was my okay. memory. I watched yeah. it on a
0: plane once, so maybe that adds to it. Mm-hmm. This is called The Black Demon.
1: The Black Demon. All right, go on. Brave title.
0: The stars Josh Lucas? Remember him?
1: Yeah, J. Lou. What? <laughs> That's what I call him. <laughs> uh, there's an episode of um, Will and Grace, which Josh Lucas is on it, right? And he even goes, okay, who do you think I am? Do you think I'm Matthew McConaughey? Do you think I'm Bradley Cooper? Do you think everyone gets him wrong, apparently?
0: Right. <laughs> He's the least successful one of, out of all those people. Yeah. And then other people who are names like Fernanda Urizzola, oh, good, Julio Cadillo, <laughs> Venice Arial, and Carlos Salazar
1: I want to say it's a set in South Jorge America Jorge Jimenez. Jorge.
0: Jimenez, probably. Uh, yeah, so he's a, he's an oil, he works for an oil company, Paul right. Paul Sturgis. He takes his family down to this area where there's a rig that he's going to go out to. And the people are all weird and kind of like going to... Rape your family and murder you Is it all. off the South American coast? Is it that uh,
1: It's somewhere. I can't remember where it's I'm just taking this purely from the names of the cast.
0: And yeah, it's set in some form of South okay. America. Okay. I don't know if they ever named the country because again, offensive. Mm. And he goes out to the rig and there's only two surviving people out there, both South American, Mexican, I'm thinking.
1: Is he like a rig pig or is he like some sort of executive? No, he's or? like some kind
0: of corporate suit okay. guy comes in to do yep. whatever. And then his family run away from almost being best robbed at worst, something much worse. Yep. And they come out there And he's What are you doing Because there's this big Megalodon shark This dark Fable Slash urban legend Of the, That's not even the right word Are but they on a rig They're on a rig And this shark Has gone about Destroyed Because it is nature It's <laughs> representing nature And the rig Is destroying nature So the shark Wayne is de- Killing the oh, people the shark. On the rig
1: Have you Seen a rig How does a fucking shark Take out a rig they're, It's a rig <laughs>
0: Wayne, don't ask me hard questions. Okay, okay, sure, sure Don't back me into a corner like this Sure, sure,
1: fair <laughs> enough Now, how big is the shark? It's, it's a Megalodon It's like the Meg But now, how, compared to is, is, Okay It's I'm really sure. big Yep And it's seemingly
0: summoned by Crimes Against Nature That's what this film will posit Like drilling? Yeah Okay Yeah And okay. it's killed virtually everyone on this rig Other than these surviving guys And now, Paul, Paul and his family are on the rig too Right and you would think, maybe shark mayhem ensues. No, 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 no. Oh. All we get is slapped over the head with how bad oil it is. I'm not having a go at that. I'm just saying, like, this is just an environmentalist message dressed okay. up as a piece of shit film. Okay. And there is nothing thrilling, exciting. The CG is horrendous. Mm. The, there, the deaths, I may even be exaggerating by the word deaths, mm. are so pathetic and rote. This is one of the worst fucking attempts <laughs> at a shark film. And there's been some bad ones, as we've discussed, Wayne. Mm. To my mind, it's even worse than the Meg 2. And not by a little bit. Really? It's so
1: bad. N- w- see, with the Meg 2, you could see the money that was spent at the very least. You may disagree with the film, which we do, but there you are. But this one here... like 1.6 on Letterboxed. How do people get eaten on a rig? They're so far from the ocean. No, 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 no. no. You are a rig in the ocean, man. Yeah, but like they're up, they're up high. Like they, you know what I mean. Like well, they actually. The, the plot has machinations uh, yeah, to get course, them
0: down course, to the lower course, levels. Course, what am I else. thinking? Yeah, how are you going to fix that bit down there? Well, only if you get to the deep sea thing. And uh, go of
1: course, you got to um, get down near the, border, get in the boat, water. Get in, in the water. In the water. There you go. Fair enough. Okay. Robert Shaw wow. would
0: be standing and going, "Wait a second! <laughs> Sharks in the water. Cage goes in the water. <laughs> you're going to be in the
1: water. Fuck <laughs> this shit. Exactly.
0: It's awful, and wow. it, you're going to hear it on a lot of the listeners' lists yeah. coming up very shortly.
1: Excellent. Okay. Good stuff. All right. Well, my number two is uh, well. We saw this just a little while ago as well. Rebel Moon. Rebel oh, Moon. Why? Rebel Moon goes to my number two, ladies and gentlemen. This is proof positive you need to watch more movies. Why? Do you think it was worse than Rebel Moon this uh, year? Ten films on my list. Okay. Rebel Moon was shit, bro. And and all my
0: I've got as a dishonorable mention. I've got like seven other films I can have here.
1: Oh my god. Okay. Well, let's. I mean, we did talk about Rebel Moon very recently. Yeah, it's not good. Don't get me wrong, man. It's not only that it's not good; it's that big parts of it just are just swings that don't even like. The there's not even a reason it's to swing.
0: Ripping off Star Wars left, right, and center.
1: It's ripping off Star Wars, but it just looks like a shit version of Star Wars, even to the stage where I think that's that's how they sold it for sure. Saying, "Hey, if you want to see Zach Star Wars, you better check this out," right? But all of the things that happened in it were just everything you had seen before, like yeah. the badass Luke Skywalker slash woman is like, oh, she's just a farmer, and then she takes out 20 guys. No, the, she wasn't a farmer. She's supposed to be, a, like, oh she was like an orphan that they adopted, but she was farming at the beginning in slow motion, I might add. <laughs> right? So, <laughs> of course she was. Of course something. she was. And, you know, everything about it just didn't make sense. We've covered it a lot in in, in things, so I won't Racer bore you review. with it. But, you know, just things that, like, you know, there's a, there's a guy who's a slave, and he's... Then, you know, the slaver says to the guys who come along, hey, you know, if he can do this thing, which I could have asked him to do as a slave anyway, then he can go with you. And every time they go to a different planet to pick someone up, there's never any, like, sometimes they join off screen. Like, they just introduce the guy and all of a sudden he's on their ship. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? All of it's crap and all of it's a, a cash <laughs> grab. All of it's a cash grab for them to now release a Sinaida cut version. Yeah, wow. Well. Which will be about 3% better. So, you know, that's... I've got bad
0: news for you. I've what? got number two on the docket to review this year coming up.
1: Oh, no. Well, I'll still see it because so then we can really shit on the whole thing,
0: you know, but... How can it, how can it be exponentially better? It,
1: they are setting up for
0: Seven Samurai Slash the Magnificent Seven. That's what's going on.
1: Is, yeah, but... Yeah, okay, look. I mean, I'm not going to crap on it Which anymore. I don't
0: understand because if really this is the Empire, why don't just point seven ships at this planet and destroy it if... They won't do what they say. Why are we going into fight? But anyway, that's more importantly. Why is well, the, that question number two?
1: The bad guy is like Ugh. seemingly immortal. So what yeah, was the point? It's just well. stupid. Anyway, it's not a good
0: film. I'm not defending it as a good film. I'm just I, I'm just surprised it's so high on your list.
1: No, it depended It depended me.
0: <laughs> well, we're now really getting to offensive levels. My number two. If the Black Demon wasn't offensive enough, this film made bank as well, which. Disgusts me at a level I, I don't think I can convey with, with simple words. Really? Because it's based on a very popular app based video game. It's called Five Nights at Freddy's.
1: Oh. Um I remember seeing the poster for this and then thinking, wow, there's a movie I'll never see. And
0: and smart you, Wayne. Smart It's you. a horror, right? Well, it's meant to be a horror.
1: Okay, what is it about?
0: This is a PG thirteen horror. And I understand when you're aiming a film at Probably kids who are, I would guess my daughter's age and older. So 10, 11 and above, which is what Five Nights at Freddy is about. Mm. The game, I should say. So,
1: Can't believe it was off a game.
0: Yeah, created by Scott Cawthor- Cawthorn. Never spoke about this on the, on the podcast. To be a little bit more detailed. Directed by Emma Tammy. And Scott Cawthorne was a producer as along with Jason Blum. And he co-wrote the story and the screenplay. So his, his fingerprints are all over this. He's approving of The guy created the game is approving of all this shit. And it basically follows... Josh Hutchison oh, he is a Hunger Games guy. Yeah, the Hunger, Hunger Games, Games guy. He's down on his luck in a certain way. He's caring for his his child, his little sister, who's on the spectrum, having lost his parents. Right, and he's trying to provide for her. At the same time, he's grieving the loss of a younger brother, who he literally. I want to say younger brother. I'm talking fifteen years before. Mm. The younger brother was snatched by someone and never seen again. Wow. And he was meant to be in charge of the kid at that point in time. So he's got this huge guilt around that. That alone, okay, fair enough. He takes this job as a security guard, which no one else will take, at this place called Freddy's where a whole bunch of kids were murdered by someone and these animatronic animals. Remember, what was it called in Pizza Showtime. Pizza Showtime. It's like that. Yep, yep. Kind of horrifying that place. Uh, yeah, now it. that I think about it, absolutely. animatronic it was underground it was dark. Yeah, yeah, you get pizza delivered to your table. There's a whole bunch of pinball, sort of an early time zone. Yeah, that's right. And then the,
1: the animals would play instruments, yeah. and you're supposed to watch them when they were animatronic. Yeah, the same thing be...
0: happens at a place we go skiing, which I'm heading off to in a few weeks. Rusutsu oh, really? in Japan. i have got this animatronic band that comes out.
1: I bet it's better than pizza showtime. Not really. Oh dear.
0: <laughs> Not in my memory of it anyway. Okay. And they just sit there. Largely they do fuck all. As you know, they sort of just mouths open mm-hmm. and whatever else. But mm-hmm. in this one, they come to life and as it turns out they are possessed by the kids who've been murdered by this child serial killer. This all sounds really horrifying and really dark for a PG-13 film. How can I convey this?
1: I'm trying to understand what the game would be like then. Is well, the like game a, is you are person? a
0: security guard and you're just looking at screens apparently in shooting? the first game oh. and like they are coming towards you and if you don't look at the right screen I don't know, something like Okay, lines. all right it gets more complicated through subsequent games from what I understand, sure. but I, I've not cared enough to follow up and nor will I after this fucking film. Oh, no, no. This film is so misguided. It's not remotely fucking frightening. There is virtually zero gore. There's one implied death, which is quite I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah. And there's an early moment in the film, which I won't spoil, where I'm like, okay, this is going in a direction and they immediately do away with that within three, four minutes of mm, the graph. Mm, mm-hmm. And it's largely him trying to keep custody of his little sister from his aunt who just wants her for the money and the benefits that come in. And oh my God, it gets to the point, Wayne, and I'm going to spoil a little tiny bit here. Go ahead, no one's going to watch it. Where the, the little girl makes friends with the ro- these death-dealing animatronics that come to life and, you know, tear people in half and, and buy off their heads and torture them to death, Yeah, all implied. She makes friends with them and they're like making forts and shit together. I'm like, are we meant to be scared of this shit? What are you doing, film? What is this, this is such a bad idea. And he's meanwhile dreaming about losing his little brother and somehow it ties in with what's going on here. And by the way, you will know exactly how it ties in within about 20 minutes of the film. Okay. It is so predictable. It is so rote. It is so pathetic. I was legitimately angry by the time I finished watching this movie. I could not believe how bad it was. I thought it was a shoo-in for my number one. And then someone reminded me my number one did play in cinemas. So, yeah.
1: Okay, I wonder if Josh, like any, the Hunger Games. Oh, Josh cast, Hutchins, by the way,
0: horrendous. In horrendous. Movie. He is so, so terrible. He looks like he's sleepwalking. I know it's a quote yeah. that people use. Yeah. But because he's playing this guy who takes drugs to sleep to remember his little brother and the, have keep having the dream, he literally is almost sleepwalking through this film. Yeah. But he's not acting it well. He gives no life, no fucks, no care. He's terrible, just like this movie. This is almost the worst film of the year. Do not, under any circumstances, watch it. But they did, Wayne. They fucking did. This $20 million film made almost $300 million worldwide. What? This is Jason Blum to an absolute T. The only positive about this film is the animatronic characters look pretty good. That's it. That's all I got that for means you. means you're going to get a second one, Paul. Oh, Six days well, of yeah. Freddy. Yeah, well, I ain't fucking going <laughs> to the cinemas to see that Thank shit. Thank
1: God. There's a movie Paul won't see that it's a horror. Yeah. All right. Excellent. Uh, nice one. All right. Well, I'll just go. Back. Yeah, run us back
0: through this, Wayne, and then give us reveal your worst film of 2023.
1: Okay, ten was Freelance. Nine was Equalizer. Three, eight, Expendables. Four, Seven, Silent Night. Six, Asteroid City. Five, Fast X. Four, Indy and the Dial of Destiny. Boo. Boo. Uh, three, Meg Two. Number two was Rebel Moon, and my number one is sixty-five. Wow! Yes, that's probably my number eleven. Really? Yeah. Sixty-five was. Oh, um, wow, you must have really hated this. Yeah, I did because I remember the one thing that kept this in my head all year was the fact that because we didn't know what it was when we saw the trailer or the or the or the, or the poster. In my case, it, it's it's about a futuristic planet, uh, and Adam Driver is this sort of dude with a gun, and he's a pilot, and he's sort of looking. It, I don't really have to tell you this. The plot, guys
0: created a Quiet Place.
1: Quiet Place, yeah. Quiet place. Well, here's the thing, though, right? Like, I don't really care for Adam Driver much as an actor, but... Really? Uh, well, in some things in he's done good things, but, like, you know, i have always like... It's like, wow, amazing. Um, okay. scenera- scenery-wise, it looks pretty good, and that's all I can tell you about it. It's supposed to be de- dep- depicting the Earth 65 million years ago, hence the title. So, even that feels like a misstep, right? Uh, yeah.
0: It feels like in the first draft of this film, that's a reveal very late in the piece. Yes. And, and yet, yeah, they just put it up there, right there in the front on a... Bit of graphic text on the screen. Yeah,
1: it's a I, tell. Whoa, it's a what? tell. And this is the thing: something about this constant flashbacks to his daughter, but it interrupts the story. And what happens is, somehow, all of the events of the movie. This is the re- the reason this is my number one, and it got me all the way through like the year to remember how bad it was. Was that this is a movie that intrinsically doesn't work in a way, and actually makes you fall out of the film. Like the, everything it does, it makes you less and less invested in the film and it almost seems like a lot of the developments were random and kind of perfunctory like you're watching a story without even caring about it and 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 what happened was each scene goes for just a little too long makes the movie slow lingering you know in caves and you know casually delivered exposition i remember from about the halfway mark all the way to the end i'm like can we just wrap this shit up already? I just <laughs> couldn't wait for it to, to finish. It sucks. But then it went on and on and on and I was like getting pissed off more and more and more and more and that's what it was. It was just purely, again, it seemed like it could have been great and it just wasn't. So it pissed me off. There you go. Yeah.
0: I don't disagree. It's that's not right. a good film a at all. It was a really like... Surprising the, piece of shit. You didn't really mention how bad some of the CG was in this film. Yeah. And it, and it was. It was god awful for you know, a budget of... It's almost what it like the, the
1: production time. went wrong or something and uh, this just they shut this out. I don't know. Well, that was my number one. What yeah, about They yours, did
0: their level best to to frame it in a way that would bring people in, but it didn't. It made like $15 million more than its budget. Well, I think it was a $65 million budget. and it made like $80 million on, around I'm the really world. So, yeah, that's a big old failure for 65. Okay, then. So, running back through my list as a reminder, number 10, Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom of Guinness. Nine, the Equalizer. <laughs> three, eight, Meg two, colon, the Trench. Seven, Expender for Bulls.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Six, the Exorcist, colon, Believer. Five, Ghosted Four. Haunted Mansion, not the Haunted Mansion. That's Eddie Murphy film about 20 years ago. Uh, Black Demon at number three. Five Nights no, at Free number two. My number one. It's a little bit unfair to pick on this because it was made for only $100,000, but it did get a cinematic release. It did make $5 million. We do have about four more fucking films in not this franchise, but this filmmaker's what is this? vision. Reese Frake-Waterfield, huh? who directed this, is a producer and the writer. This man who has taken a character that's fallen into public domain because oh. long enough has passed. Okay. Winnie the Pooh. The Pooh. The Pooh. The Poof. Winnie the Pooh, Cole and Blood and Honey. All is right. The worst film you could possibly hope. So I did talk about it as the worst film on the top ten last Can 10. you,
1: because I've seen this
0: on everyone's worst of list, yep. right? Now, can you. Now, can had it not been released to cinemas, had it not made that money, I would not be have it here. It would, Five Nights at Freeze would have been my number one. But it did get released to cinemas and therefore it counts. What is it about? It is about Christopher Robin abandons Pooh and his friends and the like and never comes back, and so they take a vow of silence and promise to return to their feral instincts. There's an animated sort of sequence at the start of oh, the, film over so the hang credits. On. It, it
1: is about Winnie the Pooh and his gang, yeah. and Christopher Robin fucks off, and they all don't talk. Yep. Okay. Go on. So it's animated at the beginning. Keep going. This has a one point one on Letterbox
0: by the way, Wayne. Fantastic. Oh my god, one point one. Therefore, that makes my one star <laughs> higher than a lot of reviews. Yeah. I cannot explain to you how bad this is. So a bunch of girls happen to go to wherever that the woods were. I can't remember what the name of it was. 100 Acre Woods. Hundred, thank you. And they're just having a girls party weekend. Yay. Yep. And then Pooh and Piglet and one of the others from memory. But it doesn't even explain what happens to all the other characters. Surely
1: not Eeyore. It's no. Eeyore?
0: So Eeyore just disappears out of the narrative. We don't even see. He's the one guy who
1: you would think would kill everyone. <laughs> he's the one that he's the depressed uh, character. <laughs> go on. I think it's well, Maybe it's just those two, Winnie the Pooh and
0: Piglet. We don't get you. Don't get all the rest of the. You don't get Eeyore. You don't get whoever the other ones are. That is that just don't appear. They don't explain why. They just don't. It's is these two going yeah, mental. Yeah, the,
1: the rabbit. Yeah. Okay. All right. Through the course of the film. And wait, are they puppets or something? How do they? How do they? Well, no, they're, they're humans.
0: Right, and this is one of the many problems. Wait, in the film. they're humans. They're humans because so they, they've learned to walk on their hind legs.
1: So Pooh always could do that. But wait, does he look
0: like a bear? No, they look like they've got a rubber mask. On wearing clothes. That's exactly what it looks like. Are they supposed I'm to be animals? I'm going to show you a picture of Piglet now.
1: Oh, what the fuck's that? That's horse shit. thats You're meant to believe that's a real pig. Okay, so you—they are. It, the movie is telling you it's that, not a human in a mask. No. It just looks like a human in a mask. Yeah, it looks okay. exactly like a human in a oh mask because that's the budget here. There's already a piece of shit. Keep going. That
0: alone is enough to take you completely out of it. But then there's just no story whatsoever. So Chris and and his wife come back to 100 Acre Woods yeah. and they immediately is in the first 10 minutes of the movie strangle his wife to death and what? capture Christopher Robin because they're going to torture him for abandoning them and then it just happens these girls come along because we can't just have that be the story because how fucking boring would that be? Yeah, it's Slightly more boring than this which is just then they set upon these girls and murder them in really uninventive uninteresting and unengaging ways until the girls start to fight back and what happens happens in the film. No,
1: tell me what happens. I've never watched this thing. People just jump ahead if you don't want to. Do they end up killing Winnie the fucking Pooh? No. What about the fucking pig? Yes, maybe. All right, fuck this film and fuck the idea of making Winnie the Pooh a murderous bear. It is so bad, Wayne. It is unbelievably now. Meanwhile,
0: Reese Freak Waterfield has gone and got the rights to like Three Blind Mice. Also fallen oh, into doing. public domain.
1: No, it's public domain, so he doesn't have to do shit, right? He yeah. just have to fucking do it. He can just go and fucking do
0: it. Doesn't have to ask anyone's permission. Just gets it. So, so now he's made a name for himself off this. He's made Three Blind Mice. And he's going to make another one. I can't And apparently there's a, I don't know if it's this guy or someone else. I'm going to have a look now, actually. Maybe it will tell me on Letterboxd.
1: You know who I hate more than this guy? The people who gave him money, Paul. <laughs>
0: <laughs> apparently Winnie the Pooh 2 is coming. <sighs> so I don't even think he made Three Blind Mice, to be fair. Doesn't look like he has. So yeah. So someone else is making Steamboat Willie. Oh, like Steamboat Mickey? Yeah, because that's fallen into public domain sorry st- st- same at Mickey, yes yeah.
1: alright you know what fuck all these people and the people who watch the movies
0: it is <laughs> god awful you and- didn't pay for it tell me you didn't pay for it
1: no okay good. <laughs> <laughs> look that's it that's the only way we'll fight these people <laughs>
0: No one should pay for this. 84 minutes. It feels like three and a half fucking hours. Winnie the Pooh, Colin blood and honey is my worst film of 2023. That is Alice. I blame you, Paul. Wayne. Give us some <laughs> dishonorable
1: mentions sure, to round sure. this out
0: before we head over to the listeners and what they had to say.
1: Absolutely, Marlowe, Murder Mystery Two. Uh, I didn't see those. Thank God. You people. Did you see um, that one either? The Machine. Super Mario brothers, brothers movie sucked. Yeah, it wasn't good. Um and. Uh, but not for us. So I don't. Here. Yeah, and then probably that Scream 6 movie. Oh, come on.
0: DC. I like Scream 6. I can't remember whether it was good come or not, but it seems like it would be no. a p- No, I've, as I recall it, you didn't hate it. <laughs> Alright, then those ones before that. Yeah, <laughs> we just basically rattle off every film Wayne saw in 2023. <laughs> My disarrange mentions are 65, The Nun 2, None Shall Pass, uh-huh. Mr. Harrigan's Phone, which is a piece of shit too small about film to get straight to Netflix, Sounds like it. based on Stephen King's short story. White Noise, fuck that movie. Oh, yeah, the true. only reason that what didn't make this list is because it was released with Adam Driver. By mm-hmm. the way, on December thirtieth, two thousand twenty-two, so it didn't qualify for this okay, list. Okay. Okay. The Outwaters, which is a horrendously low-budget version of the Blair Witch Project, and it fucking sucked.
1: I don't. Yep. And Bad
0: Things, another horrendously low-budget piece of shit film, really <laughs> straight to Shutter, which is supposed There's to, a be, ha- here, supposed to be a pattern here. supposed to be a horror. <laughs> and it is infuriatingly bad. So they are. My worst films of 2023. Let's hear what you had to say in a segment which kicks, not kicks off, finishes every show. It's called The Pop 10. Talk about. Pop 10. Talk about.
1: Pop 10.
0: Kicking off this week's Pop 10 with Joy De Carlo from the aforementioned So Wizard podcast. Peter Pan and Wendy. Didn't see that one, thank God. (laughs) The Flash and Heart of Stone got to be in there. A lot of
1: people shout on the Heart of Stone. I didn't think it was that bad at all. I
0: didn't mind that film. Jonathan Kidd said, there is no worse film than The Black Demon. Makes Meg 2 look like fucking The Godfather. (laughs) (laughs) Christiane just had a a glimpse of his ratings on Letterboxd. Choose Love. Best Christmas Ever. Sorry, best full stop Christmas full stop ever. Exclamation point ever. Your place or mine. Which prompted David Power to say... Where do you find this shit? And he wrote... I've
1: never heard of any of this Christian shit. Christian
0: Reply wrote, Marriage. <laughs> 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 Stu for the Stuart old Podcast. Wonderful show. Do check him out. Said, I'm doing a full list on my Patreon page. And so he's counting down his top top 50 films. Oh, but he's obviously doing his bottom films. Worst, Ennis Men. Holy shit, was this boring? Ennis. The Price We Pay. Stephen Dorff, Besmirched Comic Book Movies That Makes This Piece of Shit. I didn't mind the <laughs> price sorry. Okay. And the Ambridgeville Curse, low-budget piece of crap with awful acting and a worse plot. Ah. Aaron Dundee said, I mostly saw good movies, but here's my three worst. Leave the world behind. It's probably a hot take, but I found this one so boring. The attempts at tension building were way too long-winded and the acting was pretty apathetic. I didn't mind that film at all. Yeah, no, I didn't mind either. My big, fat, great Greek wedding three literally felt like AI wrote this story. Why was it made? More importantly, why did I subject myself to seeing it? Took mm. my girlfriend to see it. The things you do for love. <laughs> wow. And number one, Wayne, you just, the aforementioned The Machine. Yeah. Brett Kreishner has definitely overstayed Bert, his welcome yeah. and his once, oh, Bert, sorry, I just said Brett, my apologies. Yeah. Bert Kreishner has definitely overstayed his welcome and his once funny joke about robbing a train with a Russian mafia is now a very unfunny movie. I feel bad for Mark Howell having to be associated with mm. this piece of shit. Yeah, it's a piece of shit. The aforementioned David Powell, one of the co-hosts of the We Watch The Thing podcast. Do check them out. So he's his list they did their worst list with Jason, next week's guest on the show. Number three, Dark Asset. Brian Mann does his best with a script that achieves the miraculous task of being both shallow and one-dimensional, but also convoluted and incomprehensible.
1: Mm, mm. Unfamiliar.
0: Captive. Vampires mas- massacring. Youth I- young idiots. sorry. But tedious and boring with almost all the blood rendered via CGI on a circuit 1985 Apple 2e.
1: Not a surprise, keep going.
0: And then number one, Exodus colon Belieber. Just fucking atrocious in every way. Fuck David Gordon Green. That's your one? That was in my there list, you yes. Go. Jonas Landert, another patron of the show, said movies that I did see, Time for Three, Ant-Man and the Wasp Cole and Quantumania and the Flash. <laughs> Marky Marks, the family plan. If the action in it was good, I might give it a pass, but it wasn't, and it just sucked. Mm. I didn't see that one, did you? Nope. Yeah. Didn't hear of it. Movies I didn't see Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey, but you didn't see it. So you're correct, but moving on. Matt Evans, Slaughterhouse. Unfunny comedy horror about a sloth killing sorority sisters on campus. Uh-huh. Number two, the Black Demon got me hook, line, and stinker. (laughs) And number one, the ritual killer. Morgan Freeman must have owed a mate, something to star in that. I've never seen that one. I even heard of it.
1: Exactly. There's so much crap. Thank you for
0: that. Gary Stevenson said. Ooh, my slap hand is itching 65 did anyone see that there you go white man can't jump yes they did that and number one once again the black demon gives shark movies a worse reputation
1: i looked for white man can't jump just to see if i could just to see if i could probably i couldn't find it it's so like it must be completely nothing it must have gone straight to hulu or something it did all oh, right that was where it was released yeah
0: John Amenta from the Pint Podcast, another great show, check him out. The Flash was such a misfire, the CGI was the worst. The Black Demon seemed like a sci-fi. I don't know, maybe it somehow got a bigger release. It sucked so hard. Wow. And then Wayne Scream 6 had such a strong opening and squandered it for the same shit with invincible characters. Go away, franchise. There you go. All right, last few to wrap it up Then Nicholas Haskins, number three, Talk To Me, an absolute fucking masterclass on how to make 95 minutes feel like six hours. That's an Aussie horror film, which Nick is so fucking wrong about. Yeah.
1: Is it shit or is it good? It's good. Really? It's a film.
0: Yeah. Well, Nick, you are wrong. Thanksgiving, God, this movie is a piece of shit. A twist or reveal on a movie isn't good if you have to withhold information from the audience to pull it off. Um, Number one, here's where Nick's right. Five Nights at Freddy's, aka the child custody drama with murder bots. Wow. <laughs> Glenn Sutherland said, not sure which is worse. Indiana Jones and the shameful CGI slash plot that made the other four films believable. Or Ant Man in Quantum of PlayStation Graphics Mania, where I'm pretty sure Bill Murray just wandered on to set one day, and they went with it.
1: Yeah, I didn't mind Quantum Mania the way, like the way nah, it sucked. That movie sucked. I don't yeah, know but why it wasn't like, as bad. Should be on
0: my disowned <laughs> mentions. Absolutely should. Could call there for you, Glenn. Smartest money mate. To us, it's 65. I like Adam Driver; he's usually reliable. But this was a nothing movie for me. Everything was just meh. Number two, Harsh. The creator. Super disappointing movie. Great cars. Visually stunning CGI. Let down by a mediocre, predictable script and befuddled direction. Such a letdown.
1: It was a letdown, but I don't think it's only the worst of the year. It's, it's amazing looking.
0: We'll be happy with Smiley's number one Rebel Moon. Used to be a Snyder fan, but hasn't made a remotely decent movie since Watchmen.
1: Yeah. Look, let's toppy bucks. Oh, uh, you know what? It's going to do a sequel. Oh, well. What are you going to do?
0: And lastly here, new member of the Facebook community, Aiden, Noah Clark, said... Here's his worst three. Number three, The Meg 2. Number two, Strays. Number one, The Pope's Exorcist. Probably also should be my (laughs) dismal mentions that film was shite. (laughs) Thank you so much to everyone to go back to us. Sorry I couldn't get through all your feedback. We really truly do appreciate it. Wayne, how do the good folk get in touch with us or let us know their feedback on the topics at hand?
1: Google The Countdown Podcast. Find all of our listener communities and whatnot and join them shits. Um, (laughs) Send us an email at thecountdownpodcast at gmail.com or hit us on the website thecountdownpodcast.com I think you covered it most except follow
0: us on Podbean where we host, like and check on those episodes there and give us a review. If you're listening to us on Apple you can give reviews to the podcast if you do us on Spotify, give us a five star rating there, and on Good Pods, where you can give us a five star rating as well, per episode or the show. If you would, if you'd be so kind, we would greatly appreciate it. Wayne, that's four, five, six in the books. Nice. Four, five, seven's a begin.
1: Yes, that is the best, the biggest of the year. All right, the best films of 2023.
0: Nothing but love coming next week, except for perhaps from and towards. Jason from Binge Movies will be joining us to count down that particular list although Wayne and he will resume their love affair from afar I'm sure one would hope (laughs) that's it for us today thank you so much for joining us my name is Paul
1: Uh, my name is Wayne
0: and this has been A Soundboard no one on this list we'll catch you next time See see ya